Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Arsenal fan and comedian Jacob Hawley, who uh, looked back on the win last night against uh, Luton. So he's he's a well-rounded Arsenal fan, I find. Oh, yeah. He he, he gives it to you straight. He's a a fan on the radio, and uh, he got into his stride, I thought. He was very good, I thought. Uh, As was Ray Bradshaw, uh, Partick Thistle comedian. Um, and uh, he talked about his new show, Doppelginger, and, <laughs> and now he's leaning on some of the TalkSport listeners for help, and yeah. other people as well. He's so, had all sorts of photos sent to him. He was very nice. good. Um, we, we had some good emails oh, and texts, but the stuff, show yeah. started on an incredibly sad note that uh, we had lost a colleague and friend of ours here at TalkSport, Russell Hargreaves, and, uh, and Andrew McKenna did a beautiful tribute to him. So we will bring that to you as well on the podcast today. <laughs> Yes, it is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. It is uh, four minutes past one, and we start today's show with some incredibly sad, tragic news that our friend and colleague, Russell Hargreaves, uh, a constant on this station for over 20 years mm-hmm. in different roles, has passed away aged yeah. 45. We are all reeling from this news. Um, Russ was a, a knowledgeable, engaging broadcaster who could turn his hand really expertly to any sport, as mm. he proved over the years. If you were a fan of football, you heard his commentaries. If you love golf, Russ was there. He was. Yeah. We'll, we'll chat to Rupert Bell a little bit later on, his, his friend and colleague who was with him recently at the Ryder Cup. Rugby, an expert on rugby, a brilliant rugby commentator. Um, anything, a great presenter. He was a stalwart of Talk Sport 2, the launch of mm. Talk Sport 2, one of the founding fathers of that. King of overnights for a, a period as well. D- did that overnight show for many years and covering lots and lots of different things. We knew him for, oh yeah, over 20 years. He used yeah. to read the news on this show. So um, it has come as an awful shock. Very sad, Paul. Very sad you've been here, obviously, a lot longer than I have. But uh, I, I knew Russ from working here at Talk Sports. And at Talk Sport, all human life is here, you know, and you find different connections with different people. Um, and often me and Russ would bond over our love of non-league football. He was mm. a big uh, Kidderminster Harriers fan. Um, and despite the fact that often on air we'd be talking about serious big rugby tournament or a big golf tournament, you know, um, I'd often, you know, poke him about Kid- Kidderminster Harriers <laughs> and, and a brightness would appear in his voice and a glint in his eye, just of, of the love of the game, the love of the yeah. sport, you know. And you'd suddenly see the human as well. Um, and that's what sport's for, isn't it? To connect us as humans Russ had a great skill as a communicator Absolutely. of that love yeah um, and he was a, again I shall a, miss him yeah it was just he was just you know so as you say a real Swiss army knife yes of, of I sport, think that's a, that's know, a perfect know. example of it and, and there's, but, there's lots but, of those around you can call on them and, and but Russ was an expert and he'd give you just the, just the exact bit of information you, you'd require at the right time as we said over over 20 and I know a great many people at Arsenal will be saddened and shocked by this news he was doing regular commentaries yeah. Uh, at the club on match days with a number of ex-Arsenal players mm. um, and they'll be reeling from this news because they saw an awful lot of him as well so 
Um, we'd like to pay tribute to him, our good friend uh, and uh, his, his friend and TalkSport commentator, Andrew McKenna, pays tribute to Russell Hargreaves now. Hello and welcome to the Open Championship. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Good morning and welcome to Talk Sport. I'm Russell Hargreaves. Great to have your company on the Ryder Cup review show here on Talk Sport 2. I'm Russell Hargreaves. Alongside... I'm Andrew McKenna, Talk Sport 2 commentator. I have the honour of speaking to you on behalf of all the producers, reporters and presenters here on Talk Sport who were lucky enough to work with the brilliant Russ Hargreaves. Russ was one of our finest commentators, interviewers and presenters. Fiercely passionate and immensely talented. Can he get a shot away? Reece Nelson into the corner! Arsenal win it with the final kick of the game! And Nelson is the Gunners' hero! He was a hugely knowledgeable voice on rugby union and golf across both of our stations. His passion of almost any sport knew no bounds and his commentary was excitable, engaging and, of course, excellent. And the Ireland players lift each other up and this is a colossal moment. It's an unbelievable achievement from Andy Farrell's Ireland. Russ was a huge Harlequins rugby fan. The end of the 2021 season saw the Premiership final taking place on the same day as the British and Irish Lions warm-up game against Japan and Russ headed for Twickenham. It was an absolute classic. Here's Smith, loose ball, here's Lina, Lewis Lina has surely won the Gallagher Premiership final for Harlequins. Lewis Lina scores a try from the ages to cap off a final from the ages. Capturing the moment perfectly, as he so often did. He was worried that he wasn't impartial enough on the day. I think he nailed it. The enthusiasm wasn't just for match day though. He was even known to sing chants while presenting. Do you hear the Sari sing, singing the songs of rugby men? It is the music of a team who will be champions again. And then it goes on. You're probably aware that in rugby union, everyone goes quiet while a kicker is doing their thing. Now, obviously, being silent while broadcasting can be somewhat problematic. Ever resourceful and respectful, Russ found a way. Excuse me as I lower my voice for just a second, but we've got the opportunity for Saracens to go back ahead. Both kickers perfect from the tee so far. I mentioned the British and Irish Lions earlier. In 2017, the tour was to New Zealand. We got to ask the first questions in the press conferences, and given that opportunity, Russ was never going to let it go, which on one occasion led to Maro Itoje wondering if he was going to let anyone else have a go. I know it's obvious that a win is always crucial. Ask a lot of questions, though. You don't want to talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> I like to talk. Um, uh, anyone else? I'll finish this out. That was Russ. There were other sporting loves in his life. Baseball was one, and golf was another. Either on the course himself, and he could play, by the way, or bringing you the action. Phenomenal stuff from Team Europe and from Tommy Fleetwood there. First of all, confirmation that he was going to at least half his match and now he's gone and won it 3-1 against Ricky Fowler. Ryder Cups, Opens, Masters, Russ would be watching for us, delicately describing each devastating drive or pressure putt. But it wasn't just sports broadcasting that he excelled at. He was a man who could go from the sublime to the ridiculous with the most effortless ease. Okay. Beans, beans, beans. <laughs> beans, beans, beans. Superb work. He was a skilled bulletin reader who could deliver a script perfectly and he could edit together a package faster than most people could work out what they were going to put in theirs. Let me give you an example of both. On what might have been a bizarre topic, a tour of a New Zealand clock museum. It's a remarkable place. I mean, there are obviously clocks left, right and centre, loads of history, got grandfather clocks behind me, some very old time pieces over here, some beautiful wooden carved ones that producer Catherine's admiring as we speak. And it's absolutely brilliant. Macca is very, very excited. He's properly into this and who can blame him? If you knew Russ, the chances are you would have gone with him for a cheeky curry at some point. He liked them hot. So it's not surprising that on one extra time show, he was willing to sample some of the hottest chilli sauces around. Lots of uh, ambient crunching there from the it's team. It's a little bit Tabasco sauce-esque. Yeah, this is a bit of a thicker texture. It's got really? much more gravitas. Russell Hargreaves oh. is crying again. The chilli sweat's coming out of his eyes. The truth, of course, is that you can't work in live broadcasting for that many years 
without making the odd gaff or two. Well, very good morning. You're listening to Talk Sport Extra Time with me, Russell Hargreaves. I'm in for Bab- Bomba- Bob Ballard. Here at Talk Sport, we knew we were in the company of a truly wonderful person. Kind, friendly, helpful, unfailingly cheery. Russell was a joy to be around and a pleasure to work with. It's no surprise that he was such an important part of TalkSport 2 in the early days. His commitment to and love of his work were there for all to see. A true master of his craft, whose passion was felt and loved by all. He was an incredibly close friend to many people all around the world. People on the other side of the globe are just as stunned today as we are at TalkSport Towers. I count myself lucky to have had him as a friend and a colleague. I can't believe that I won't share a studio or a commentary box with him again. All our love is passed on to his loving wife, Rachel, and their children. Russ, from all of us here at TalkSport, thank you. Rest easy, mate. Great to have your company on TalkSport 2 with me, Russell Hargreaves. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Well said, Macca. Great words, Macca, yeah. We're getting uh, some reaction from the listeners already. Um, Rob, who's a Leicester City fan, he said, lads, I'm so taken aback and saddened to hear about Russ. Such a nice guy. I met him a few years ago at Welford Road at a Tigers game. was so knowledgeable. It will be a huge miss. I think that's absolutely true. It's great when you hear a, a sports fan on the radio mm. that has all the knowledge to back it up yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. Russ was. was just here. Well, I think you, he, just happened to have a, he just happened to have a microphone in you, his hand. You, you know? accumulate the knowledge through the love yeah. really of the sport um, one, of the, one of the last big events that uh, Sally Russell covered for us was the Ryder Cup in the company of Rupert Bell who, who joins us now hi Rupert, Rupert. Uh, hi that's a tough listen um, yeah. when you think back to the Ryder Cup um, he absolutely loved his week in Rome as we all did and um, you know he was he did, and put together a review programme we heard Macca say I mean how he did it I don't know because it was all Bedlam, obviously, with the win, but he suddenly, out of nowhere, had a programme ready to go within about 10 minutes. And, and I remember Sean and, and Scott, we all looked around and said, how's he done that? <laughs> um, and he, he just had an ability to, to, to enjoy himself. And he loved every minute, I have to say, of, of our, our week in Rome. The one thing he did have, though, when he was broadcasting, chairs were things that moved around a lot when he was on air. <laughs> and basically... In a golf broadcasting situation, we don't have a lot of room. But any time he would go on this chair, he would be moving back and forward mm. on this chair. I, I've heard tales within when he does the football that they basically were trying to block, stop the chair moving because he would be rattling around all over the place because he would get so excited and passionate for what he was doing. And his commitment... Um, particularly to the the coverage, he'd be there first in the studio at six o'clock in the morning, and he'd be loath to leave his post as he was bringing the coverage on Talksport Two. We'd almost have to manhandle him and say, "Get out and enjoy it," because mm-hmm. he just was so committed. But we will miss him because, uh, and the one thing he also had is when we'd go and have a cheeky one, i.e., a pint or food. Um, cutlery seemed to be an optional extra. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I mean, he made eating off a knife an art form. <laughs> uh, just, but we always, we giggled about it, we laughed about it, and you'd think, well, and I do know your food would be going all over the place. He would attack a plate with just as he attacked a rugby commentary. And uh, no, and as we know, he did like famous for a curry. Uh, I know he will leave a gaping hole in our, our golf coverage. We don't do too many on the road, but I do know he was always desperately keen to make sure he joined us. Um, he hated missing the one in Port Rush um, because he unfortunately couldn't come to that, but he was there in St Andrews. And of course he was at High Lake. And of course, most memorably, having a fantastic week as we um, uh, absolutely walloped the Americans, which I know he enjoyed. We're, we're getting some reaction from the listeners, understandably, Rupert. And one of the things that's coming across is that there's that thing about nighttime radio. When you broadcast through the night, mm. I think you make a connection with people Definitely. in a very different way. And it's quite clear from um, Simon in Suffolk, Tony in uh, Huntingdon in Cambridge, you're both saying the same thing. I, I'd be in my taxi 4am uh, listening to Russ and loved the shows that he did overnight. Um, yeah, Tony's saying the same sort of thing. I'd always listen to the overnight show at work. 
So I think you do. I think when you yeah. do that kind of shift, it feels so much more personal because yeah. you kind of feel like you're not, you're in this small band of people. And Russ clearly made a, c- a connection with these guys, and it was it, it was his knowledge, wasn't it, Rupert? Not just and the enthusiasm just com- comes yeah. completely across. That's it? I used to it used to wow me. I mean, just the fact that he could turn his hand to so many sports and and, and be so accomplished at it. Well, he was an incredibly bright man. I mean, he was a classic scholar. Went to Cambridge and he did classic. And that's why I think he loved going to Rome because he was suddenly, uh, he could tell us everything that was going on there and all the history. I mean, he was, that was the thing. He was incredibly bright uh, and, and could, and hoovered up information just fantastically. And that, that was part of the key. And you think, where did he get that fact from? And he, okay, admittedly, he had his notebooks. I mean, I don't even know how he read his scripts. Um, but he would have a script written out in these in these notebooks in front of him. But he had this insatiable ability uh, to hoover up information. And that's what made him uh, such a consummate professional. And, and I know, speaking to rugby colleagues who, who will miss him horribly from the press boxes uh, coming up over the, the next weeks. And I think within the rugby community, which I suppose ultimately was what he really uh, will be known for. Golf was, I mean, passionate. But in the rugby community, I know they're feeling it uh, as well because uh, he did. He was so passionate about going to see whatever rugby match. It didn't matter what he was seeing. You knew he was going to enjoy it. He, he felt it was a privilege and he transmitted that privilege mm-hmm. to the listener or the viewer. And that was his key. And uh, we at TalkSport, and I know in, in, in the golf world next year, we'll, we'll miss him. And um, we will raise a cheeky one to him on many occasions, I'm sure. Absolutely, Rupert. Thanks, well, Rupert. so thanks very much for joining us. That's uh, Rupert Bell paying tribute to our friend and colleague, uh, Russell Hargreaves, who's died aged 45. And our thoughts are with his wife, Rachel, their children, and all of his family and friends. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Potentially today, we could be chatting to snooker's Mark Williams. All right, oh yeah. Mark has uh, built himself a bit of a reputation for not being great at spelling. Okay. Um, okay. And quite a lot. I think there's not the only one. No, there's even a uh, a website out there that sort of deciphers um, a Mark Williams oh, really? text or tweet. Oh, He's very much aware of it. Yeah. Um, and indeed has brought out a special T-shirt, <laughs> a Happy Christmas T-shirt with Happy and Christmas both spelt quite badly oh, wrong. Very, oh, very nice. So look, we may catch up with Mark a little bit later. His son's a good... Uh, I think he's a Welsh under-14s champion as well, oh, I really? think, or something like that. He's coming. It's in the jeans. He's, he's on his way. It's in the jeans. You know. It did strike us that um, now and again you make a, what Quinny would call a bit of a spelling fox paz. And uh, I've mentioned it before but a couple of times, but a friend of the family... Um, was uh, going back into the workplace after having kids and everything and was hadn't put a CV together for a long time. Oh, yeah. And said, would you... She said to me, would you have a look at my CV? I said, yeah, happy to. Yeah, so I read it all through. And I said, OK. I said, you, uh, <laughs> you haven't sent this out yet, have you? She said, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, how many times? She said, probably 50, 60 oh, no. times. I went, OK. She said, why? I said, it says on personal qualities, <laughs> you are punctual, hardworking and conscious... But I mean, so I said, technically speaking, it's a plus. Oh, she'd get a job on some of the but shows here. I'd say, yeah. <laughs> That's true. There's people, there's people in who couldn't put that on their CV. No. So it did strike me that now and again, it doesn't take much, especially no. these, I mean, the, the, and this was before the days when I, when I did that. This was before the days of corrective uh, text on things. Yeah. Because now and again, I mean, that's a minefield, well, isn't the, it? The classic is, and we can't discuss it, is the no. first episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. We can't, oh, no. We can't discuss it no, for many, can't. many reasons. But if people want to look that up, that's, that's the absolute classic. But yeah, I'm yes. sure. Yeah. Beloved aunt, is the one you're talking about. Isn't <laughs> you said it. it. I didn't. I didn't need. Beloved I didn't, aunt. I didn't want to. I didn't want to literally spell it no, out. So you're, not, you're not literally spell. It's a long way to go. That's a huge leap. But anyway, um, yeah, we'll yeah, have if, some uh, misspellings. That's very if nice. You, yeah. If you've got a few beauties along the Mark Williams uh, line, do tell us. Oh three seven one seven double two double three double four talksport.com forward slash H and J text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to T S H and J. Well, a busy. Show in store. Yeah. Um, we've got both Manchester clubs in action. We're going to be chatting to the Guardians' Jamie Jackson about that. Here for a bit of pep. Pep got quite bullish on the front foot. Yeah, says, I still well. think we'll win the title. You wouldn't expect him to say anything else. They're a bit um, in and out, aren't they? A bit in and out. That's going to be an interesting yeah. season. If they, uh, they're not, they normally go on and, their late run late, don't they? You Andy know? sent me a message uh, oh, nice. last night that he had uh, sent off to our old friend Mike 
Bovil, and he said, I, saw, I, I couldn't resist it. And he just sent him uh, a WhatsApp saying, <laughs> go, go at Kenilworth Road, Mike Bovil, because it was, <laughs> that was always that moment you knew. As a oh, really, yeah. That sinking moment as a Tottenham fan when Adrian would say, there's been another goal at the Emirates, Mike. <laughs> and I knew which way it had gone. Yeah. But uh, another... well, what a signing! I know we're talking to Jacob yeah. Hawley in a minute, but what a signing Declan Rice is! Yeah, we're we'll talking. I mean, absolutely incredible. What was happening to Arsenal at times last season is that City had slip up, and then they'd slip up as yeah. well. And you thought it's going to happen again, but you know, as you said, Declan Rice popped up and got that goal. Champ- um, champions score late goals. That's what happens. You know, yeah. they, they come back. Well, they it, never give up. It's they never interesting. Stop. Let's see what Jacob's going to. Is, is he going to be looking back on the season? Uh, standing outside uh, the town hall in Upper Street, going, "That was the moment we yeah. got that late. The Rice late the moment at the was Kenny. the two points. That, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sports. Off the back of Mark Williams and his badly spelt "Happy Christmas" T-shirts on purpose because he admits his spelling isn't the best. Gary the gardener in Portishead, the Bristol Rovers fan, says, um, I used to be in management for an insurance company and needed to use the office canteen for a meeting. I apologise to 600 people in the office for any incontinence I may have caused. (laughs) Very nice. I think they would have noticed, Gary. Yeah, and Joe in Manchester, we cannot read your one about 10,000 leaflets you sent out from a company in Nutsford, but thank you very much. No, no, we can't, sadly. (laughs) Can't read that one out, unfortunately. But if you've got uh, semi-humourable stories about uh, spelling errors, then in the Mark Williams envelope, talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSHJ 0371722334. Now, uh, another late winner for Arsenal. Yeah. They have become the kings of late winners. Manchester United, Manchester City, Brentford, and Luton. Yeah. They so kept trying that ball in the box, but they tried. About the last 10 minutes, they kept trying that same ball, same yeah. ball, same Consi- ball. I mean, well, considering the height at the back for yeah. Luton, you thought that's not going to work, but you no, know. And then there it was. Declan they just Rice changed the angle, right. Odegaard changed it's the good. angle, whacked it in his leg. Yeah, it was great. So they, they nicked it 4 3. Um, let's get the thoughts now of Arsenal fan and comedian Jacob Hawley. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Afternoon, gents. Good show so far. Oh, thank you. Is it nights like that, Jacob, that you start to believe, that you start to think your name's on the trophy? Oh, I don't... Do you know what? I don't know. I remember when we beat Bournemouth with that last-minute Reese Nelson hit last season. I think that was around April time. Hmm. And that felt... I remember thinking, oh, it's fate. It has to be. Do you know what I mean? It felt like destiny. It's like if we're having magical moments like this, this has to be the build-up to a title win. Uh, and famously, it wasn't. So I'm, I'm trying not to get carried away this time around. But last season, you were sort of ahead of the curve, weren't you? Ahead of the plan. And this seems to be now within the plan. You've added some really, obviously, some brilliant players. And and it, and, and I still think you're lacking a proper striker. But uh, other than well, that, I think... Oh, you got... can't, Charlie, you can't say that. I have said last it. Last night, Gabriel Jesus. Mate, Gabriel Jesus last night. I, I honestly don't know what more you could ask from him. He's about five foot seven and he moves that centre back to set up Havertz. He scores a header of his own. He creates the first one as well. I, I don't know what more Arsenal fans want from Jesus. The, the only thing I think you can level at Jesus, he's not on the pitch enough. I think I think I think he's a bit injury prone. That's mm. that's my only issue with him. Mm. Take that away. I, I honestly I, I've heard people saying we need Ivan Tony. I've seen people say Ollie Watkins. I, I'm begging anyone to watch what Jesus did last night. I, I don't think there's many... Obviously, there's Haaland. I don't think there's many better in the league apart from him. He brings a lot more to the table than just getting on the end of stuff. That's absolutely true. I mean, he said that he said that himself, and I, th- I think he has a point. I mean, he, he got some clog for it, because he, if a striker says, I'm not all about scoring goals, it's looked upon as an excuse. But I do accept your point. You know, he, he adds an awful lot more to the team. He sets a lot up. And whisper it if you dare, but we're starting to see sort of Havertz. I mean, Andy yeah. Jacobs' take on Havertz is that he will do that. He's you know he's a streaky player. Have three or four good games, then he'll disappear for a month. But I mean, if if Arteta can get that out of him, get him consistent, then it's a different story. Yeah, well, I've I've got to be honest. I, I'm I'm still I've listened to too much Andy Jacobs in my life. There's a few <laughs> of us who can say that, but I. I uh, uh, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not getting too carried away with Havertz. I, I thought he was really good last night. I thought he was very good last week in the Champions League. I, I also have to say I thought Trossard was great on Saturday. 
against Wolves. And, and I think we're in a fortunate position, as you say, we, we've got a little bit of depth in there now. Mm. It, it could it could be Trostard, it could be Havertz. I think if Thomas Partey's fit, you could see Rice playing a bit further forward in midfield, which I really like. As we saw last night, he can score goals in the box. So I, I know what you mean about Havertz. It does look better than it did. I I still think Andy Jacobs could be correct that he's a bit streaky. I think we're in a fortunate position. It feels very strange to say this about a £65 million purchase, but I'm not sure we necessarily rely on Havertz. Mm. And, I, and I think that's why we can maybe relax about it a little bit because you go, well, if he is streaky, that's all right. And we've seen it so far this season. He sort of comes in and out the team a bit. It's not too... It's not too much of an issue if he's not there 100%, you know? Havertz is, Havertz is six foot four. I think they're missing a trick, not turning him into a, just a big lumpy forward. Yeah, I think Chelsea I think tried that. Didn't absolutely re- great at that, wouldn't he? No. Didn't really work. Just lob no, it up to him in the he, box. Is, is he a forward? Is he a left back? I yeah. like him as a substitute, I'll be honest with you. But... <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting. I mean, so far, I mean, you've had a couple of injuries. This Tommy Asu one is not ideal because obviously, as soon as he's ready to come back, he'll be off to the the Asian uh, Cup yeah, competition. Cup. Yeah. Um, I mean, Party's been the one. I mean, Vieira, you can you can kind of get by without. So far, you've been not that badly affected. By injuries, I mean, we've seen this season has been a disaster. The people at Premier Injuries have been saying there's been so many more injuries. I mean, we just don't know, yeah. do we? Until we start getting into the business end of the season and seeing who are the personnel that every team's got, it's very, very hard to tell who's going to come out on top. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one this season. I, I think City definitely look like, whether it's a bit of a hangover after winning the treble last season, I, I don't know what it is. I, th- I think losing Gundogan's a massive one for them. Liverpool, I think, look really good. I think... I've it feels weird to call them dark horses, but I, for me, as an Arsenal fan, I'm almost more worried about Liverpool than I am about City. Mm. And I think that game, Arsenal-Liverpool on the 23rd of December yeah. at Anfield, that is huge. That's, that's a proper six-pointer. In terms of us, I think you can't downplay the injuries enough. Like, I think uh, we, we lost Timber first game of the season. Mm. We guy that we bought from Ajax, he looked incredible in pre-season. I really think he'd have started most games for us if he was fit. As you say about Thomas Partey, we, we've lost, you know, Saka had time on the sidelines. We, we lost Martinelli, Jesus. I think Eddie and Ketty have started about nine games for us. And even his biggest fans would say that's not ideal. We, we've had a lot of injuries this mm, season. And I, I still think we're, pick, we're, we're picking up points. And I'm really hoping what we might do is do what City did last year, which is in that last sort of 15, 10 games, just really put our foot down, put a strong team together and, and, and show that we can win this league. So it, it feels weird. Arsenal fans will tell you that the, the atmosphere at the Emirates it isn't quite as jubilant as it was last season. Nothing feels quite as exciting as last year, but it maybe feels a bit more grown up in its, in a strange way. It feels a bit more mature the way we're playing this season. And it, I, I really believe, I have to say, I, re- I really believe we've got a good shot this year. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You've got a possibility that it might actually happen this year rather than yeah. last year as well. This is going to happen and it was never yeah, going to happen. Yeah. We should talk about possibility keep- of it happening. We should talk, uh, talk keepers, shouldn't we, really? Yes. Because I, I, I tell oh, you, do we have to? Well, just very quickly, do we really have to? Danny Murphy was saying earlier, and I said to our producer earlier on in the day, I just think sometimes when you've got two keepers vying for the job, and effectively one's uh, you know in the barrel, he's got, he's got, the, he's got the shirt, he's going to keep the shirt. You can't to put pressure on both of them we saw that when Ramsdale yeah. came in he looked like a bag of nerves mm. and we look at Raya yeah. you, you've got Bad two blokes waiting I mean waiting to be dropped I don't know I take it Arteta is saying to Raya you know you're my number one I, I guess he's saying that in private but again flapping it across last night that, that can happen the one under his body and of course they immediately pan to yeah. Ramsdale on the bench so it just becomes yeah, it becomes it, a thing doesn't it It's yeah I, I think I love Arteta. I love Edu. I think we've got a great management team in this club. I think this is something they're going to look back on in years to come and go, that was a big mistake. The the way that they've handled the whole thing, Mm. they gave Aaron Ramsdale a contract in June, new contract, you're the number one, we love you. I think it was August that that we got David Ryer in Mm. just before the season starts, doesn't have time to settle with the defence. First international break we get, they they change them around. They haven't even given Ramsdale cup games. And then it was all that chat in the media from Arteta. Oh, yeah, I want to swap keepers. I want, I want to play them in and out. Last night was the most Aaron Ramsdale game you could imagine. Mm. It, like, away fans on his back, crosses coming in, cold night on a Tuesday. That That's an Aaron Ramsdale game. And if, if, if he actually stuck to what he'd said, that he was going to bring him in and out, I thought last night was the game to do it. Mm. It's clear that that's not true. And I think you're 100% right. I th- I don't think 
there would be anything wrong if at the end of last season they'd have gone, you know what, Ramsdale, you're great, you've got us to the Champions League, but to get to the next level, to win things, to win the Champions League, to win the Premier League, we need David Wire. We need someone who's slightly better. I think if you'd have just done that, don't give Ramsdale the contract, maybe let him go yeah. so that we're not doing this, the camera to back. Like, what you've got now is Ramsdale, who, uh, if, you'd have, if you'd have sold Ramsdale in the summer, I think that's a £50 million goalkeeper. Mm. 24 years old, England international. He just won an award for the best keeper in the league. 50, maybe even £70 million keeper. Now, every time he plays, his value goes down because, as you say, he's a bag of nerves. David Raya, even worse. Yeah, we, yeah. We've ended up in a situation completely of their own doing. And it really reminds me of Pep. It, it feels like a very Pep thing of like making a problem where there wasn't one before, you know? Yeah. There, there was no okay. issue then. At yeah. the start of the summer, no one was saying, oh, yeah, Arsenal really need a keeper, don't they? Yeah. I, I get, you know, marginal gains, mate. Maybe he's a little bit better. What you've ended up with is, is two keepers who are, who are both, their confidence completely shot. Aaron Ramsdale's dad does more podcasts than I do, and I'm a stand up comedian. <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> you know the you know the grift, Charlie. It's what we have to do to sell tickets. But yeah, <laughs> David Wright, the, the the first one last night with flaps at the cross. I've got to be honest. I think he's got that in his game. Yeah. I think we saw it against Tottenham. I yeah. think we saw it. You know the Madrid goal at Chelsea. I thought the Newcastle goal for all, for all the offsides and the fouls. I, I thought he was pretty bad for that when that cross came in. It's the second one that really frightens me, mm-hmm. where he's got a hole underneath him because that that's one where I think. He doesn't do that usually. Mm. And that's clearly where there's something going on in his head. And I, I think that's one where Arteta and Edu have kind of got to look at themselves in the mirror. I mean, yeah. even you know, a couple of weeks ago, Ramsdale had to play at Brentford. That mm. could have gone great. Big him up all week. Say, yeah, I love him. I love Ramsdale. He's trained so well. We're all behind him. Instead, what do they do? They announce that they've signed Raya on a permanent contract yeah. three days before Ramsdale plays, just to kill any hope that he might have mm. had, that he might have got his place back. Yeah. It, it's poor management. It is really poor management. Interesting. Well, it's good. I, I, I think I, we, they've got to hold their hands up. There. We get you on because you, you're kind of you're not you're not a happy clapper, no, Jacob. I'm always you know you're willing to call them out. Yeah, because but... I'm miserable. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're miserable. Um, you got a tour on you, you Jacob, have. next year. Big new tour. Space. You've just announced your tour space, Jacob. Yes, yeah, I'm on tour in the new year. I will be, I'm performing at the Park Theatre in Finsbury Park, oh, the lovely. Arsenal Heartland. So I'd love to have some gooners in for that. Um, and then, yeah, all around the country as well. And you can get tickets on my Instagram page, Jacob Hawley on Instagram. Fantastic. Lovely to have some talk sporters there. Yeah, also jacobhawley.co.uk. So yeah, we'll go and check out. We'll Funny speak man. to you soon, Jacob. All the best. Thanks very much. Cheers, Jens. Have a good day. Cheers, Jacob. There we are, Jacob Hawley. There, a rounded conversation on the yeah. Arsenal. Ramsdale's become the new uh, Alex Ferguson when Man United go two 0 down. Yeah, and they can immediately find him in the crowd. <laughs> don't they? That's the one they always do. <laughs> Normally chatting to Sam Allardyce. That's a, maybe there's a text topic there. Who, 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 when you're club or on the telly, if something happens, they, they always find him find in the, in the crowd. Who's the best person they've ever found in the crowd? It's normally an ex-manager or they yeah, cut to know. an England manager or someone's cut, done. You know, Pickford's done something wrong. Liverpool striker misses. They cut to Ian Rush. Let us know. Talksport.com. That's true, they do. Text 8, 10, 89. He wouldn't tweet. have missed. He would, yeah, I think Rushy would have put that one away, definitely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. On this show a few months back, funny enough, in the company of a, a, a short, bald ginger person, All right. our old mate, Perry Groves, oh, yeah. that Ray Brad- Bradshaw, a bored ginger person, uh, launched doppelginger.net. Very nice. Um, which was the website he wanted you to go to, to well, just to tell him whether you were bored and ginger like mm. him. To quote Chris Ruckabono, it's a tough look to pull off. It's, it certainly <laughs> is. Um, but uh, we, we thought we would uh, catch up with uh, Ray Bradshaw, the comedian who's put it out there. And indeed, um, find out about his poster that he's put in that London. Oh, very nice. That yeah. London, yeah, smashing. Good afternoon, Ray. Hey, Ray. How are we doing? Uh, that was a strong start. Also, I love the fact that I tuned in and I heard Charlie mention Torquay in the first four seconds <laughs> oh, of yeah, tuning I in. Been, I haven't said it all day, so, you know, I do have yeah, to that's say right. it. Doesn't, it doesn't take much. I think he's contractually applied. Wait till I start mentioning my tour tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was the question you asked on the website. Are you are you bored and ginger? Do you think you look like me or do you know someone who is as mm. handsome as me? I'm yeah, on a mission true. to find my double for the end of Feb. So you've still got a bit of time and this is for the next tour. So... What sort of response have you had, Ray? Much bigger than I thought, I'll be honest. Mm. Uh, I wake up every morning to about seven or eight pictures of bold ginger people in my inbox. <laughs> uh, it's honestly, my, my Some inbox only fans, like... that, Ray. Some only fans yeah. Ray, subscribe to. Like, the best way to describe my inbox is, you know when you're in the supermarket and you see all the roll-on deodorants? 
Like that's what my inbox looks like just continually every day. Uh, and we've had some really, really good ones. Wow. Yeah. You asked them to upload a photo. Are they all prepared to... Have you had any hairy moments? Well, not literally, of course, because they're all bored. But um, yeah, have you got, any interesting uh, moments? Yeah, it got licked. Uh, it got uh, licked. Uh, it got leaked on a, a gay dating website. So I got a lot of um, kind oh. of uh, naughty pictures, shall we say. But oh, the good thing nice. is... They, they signed the terms and conditions, so I now own these pictures. So I'll be oh, selling nice. them as merchandise at the end of the show. That's it's the all plan. grist to the mill, though, for the show, I, I isn't it? I will say, always? with the greatest of respect, no one's pretending they're bold and ginger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good niche. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think last time we were on, we chatted with Perry. I wasn't allowed to make tickets cheaper for bold ginger people because that was positive discrimination. Oh, right. So you weren't allowed to do that. Oh. So. Uh, but yeah, we've had, a, I think in the last week or two, we've had at least 200 extra submissions. So they keep coming all the time. Um, and it's it's very enjoyable. Some of the times when I see them and they think they look like me, I do find it quite insulting because <laughs> some of them are proper munters, but other yeah. ones do actually look like me. So it has been good. What do people shout at you on stage? You know, a classic opening line for a comic is, you know, I know what you're thinking. So-and-so, so-and-so's let yeah. themselves go. Yeah. Susan Boyle, in my yeah. case, I often yeah. get. Susan Boyle's let herself go. People shout at me. Is that what they shout at Not you? about that, Jack Black, <laughs> Susan Boyle. Was that during Susan's big bearded face? I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't have a beard. Oh, and I had okay, longer hair. Right, okay. Often got Susan oh, Boyle. Yeah, you, you can see it, can't you? see that. You can see it. Um, what, what do people shout at you, Ray? Do you know, I've met you and Susan Boyle, but I've never seen you in the same room. That is quite <laughs> a good point, actually. What a shock. That's interesting. What, a, what, a, what an, uh, an, un, time. an unveiling that would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. To it totally depends where I am in the country. If I'm in Scotland, I would get Liam Boyce, who played for Hearts, and more commonly, John Hartson, who was at Celtic. Yeah. If I'm in London, James Collins. James oh, yes. Collins James a lot. Collins. It's always footballers, because there's no real... Or... Um, one of the guys in EastEnders who did Strictly, Max Branning. Oh, I don't Max Branning, yeah, okay. Yeah. Jake yeah. Wood. Jake Wood, yeah. yeah somebody Jake suggested Wood. Jake yeah, yeah. Wood earlier on, yeah. I think I got sent his picture. Jake Wood, quite a lot of Wood uh, got sent, to be honest. But yeah, there's been um, <laughs> okay, okay. some really good ones. <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, in terms of celebrities, mines are only footballers, really. I think that's the only ones I get. Right. Shaq so, Black's a good one. Sean Dyche, is, uh, he's uh, oh, shaved yeah. his head. He's, we've seen him, Sean we've seen him in today. He's yeah. shaved his head. But where he's been out in the sun a lot of training, his, his head's completely white, yeah. but the rest of him is, is sort of tan from having he's an outdoor lifestyle. He's chosen it. It's quite an interesting look. He's gone dogs of war <laughs> to get those 10 points back, definitely. <laughs> uh, so the poster, you've got a poster up in, uh, we saw a picture of it the other day in London with your big poster. Have you done that around the country? Is this the first and maybe last? Post First of a few, I've got okay. a kind of a few ginger meetups happening, um, which is going to be quite fun. So yeah, I had a big billboard at Westfield to try to attract more bald gingers, and I'll be honest, it mainly confused tourists because every other person on the billboard was like Emma Watson modelling for Chanel and stuff like that, and I was the only one that's turned up to stand in front of their own poster. So it made me look like an absolute loser, if anything. So <laughs> have you had anybody that, scanning then, yeah. it in at all? Have you have you noticed any coming yeah. in from yeah yeah. I saw someone taking a picture, a bald ginger person taking a picture, and then they noticed I was there, oh. and then they stopped doing it oh, because they were like, "Oh, this guy's so desperate." What you need is one of your top level gingers. Who are the to go? Bold, who's the, who's you know, the top? Uh, Ron Weasley, I suppose. That, that Sheeran, Ron Weasley, Sheeran. You need yeah. Sheeran to start. Yeah, yeah. 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 You need, clumps in the shower. You need some of the top level ones to start going bold. You know. Yeah, and then suddenly yeah. the thing. It's sort of an age. You don't, you don't age the thing, right here. You don't look like that forever. Yeah, I've thing. looked like this since I was nine. Yeah. Like it's just kind of mellowed in the whole way. That's Scotland for so, you. That's supporting yeah. party. Well, fair, very fair. That's true. You know, Ray is a party fan, and I mean, we give uh, due coverage to uh, Party Thistle mm. here uh, on the station. This was one of uh, our, our recent uh, news bulletins. Have a listen to this, Ray. Marcus Rashford scored once again as Manchester United won 2-0 at Leeds. Rangers are into the Scottish Cup quarterfinals after beating Patrick Thistle 3-2. Oh, yeah, we're right across oh, yeah, the Cinch Scottish Championship with uh, Patrick Thistle, of course. Oh, yeah. Autocorrect has done them there. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> Somebody type that up quickly for a bulletin, I think. The best yeah, thing, yeah. My, be my best um, thing of you supporting Patrick Thistle was when... It was all really going wrong for you at the end end of last season. It was going right, and then it was going. Which way round was it? Were you losing and then winning, or winning and then losing at nah, the end of last season? We were season? three 0 
Final up in the playoff final yes. uh, with 19 minutes to go. We conceded oh. three in 19 minutes, missed an open goal, and then lost a penalty shootout. Oh, so God. that game cost us roughly three million pounds. And, and you were the on the telly. We you, were on the, you were on the telly, weren't you, Ray? During it, yeah. like, in the in the yeah. crowd. Yeah, and I got really sunburnt that the game as well. Uh, <laughs> lost three million. The next day we announced losses of 400 grand. Oh, um, no. It was just perfect. Like, oh, it was so bad, so so bad. I went on stage that night. And I talked about, I had a joke about uh, one of the lockdowns. So I, I went to the game in Dingwall and I came back to Stirling and I said, lockdown two. And the person in the front row said, Partick Thistle nil. Oh. And I was like, oh, mate, this isn't the time for oh, this, Great man. joke, though. What a great haircut. Yeah, yeah I know. It's in my set now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I stole yeah. it. Yeah, take that, mate. Have that. Although you're off the back of three wins, you're back in the playoff positions. Uh, third, um, plenty yep. of time to make up the ground. So things are looking pretty good at the moment. Yeah, we had the absolute classic of an 18-year-old making his debut and scoring on his debut on Saturday. And it was lovely, but tinged with sadness, as in the pub later, me and my mates were talking about how we remembered his dad playing football. Wow. So it's one of those, you realise you've hit an age. So Rocco Diak got his first one. So, yeah, we played second place on Wraith Rovers away on Friday night in front of the big lights on BBC Scotland. So uh, hopefully, if we get a win there, that takes us back into consideration. If not, third or fourth is probably the best we can mm. look for, which isn't too bad considering how many players we lost in the summer. We'll go and check out Doppelginger, Doppelginger, as it is, yeah, .net. Nice. That's how it's spelled, doppelginger.net, and you can find all the details there. If you if you are like Ray and you uh, want to help out with the show, go and record all your details, send your picture. Um, well, good to talk to you, Ray. We wish Thanks, you well. Ray. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your tour show tonight, Charlie. Where uh, is it? Thanks. A London Comedy Store. London, Thank you. Yeah, London playing, Comedy Store. The, the, the and there's tron- not a tube striker or a train striker or anything, yeah. so it's really helpful, right? <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> Six Premier League games and a train strike. <laughs> Richard Curtis will be right. If you that come next. tonight, you may have five seats to yourself, so uh, you can have a good lie down <laughs> at the same time. Remember, in the old days, they used to have the press gang, Charlie, down by the town. Te- well, no, yeah. often down by any port, you know, so oh, yeah. we go out as a gang tonight. <laughs> press gangs and, and people just in. Cosh people over the edge. <laughs> Prize 15 quid out their pocket and sit them exactly. in the back row. It'll be fine. It's a great show. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great British tradition. No problem. Happy Brilliant. Christmas. Thanks, Cheers. Ray. Thanks, Ray. All the best. <laughs> Cheers, guys. There we are. Ray Bradshaw there, doppelginger.net. Um, still to come this afternoon, we're going to be talking a bit of uh, Manchester football with uh, Jamie Jackson from uh, their man in the man uh, up in the northwest and the Guardian. We've got United and City in action, of course, and there's been plenty of sidebars around what's going on with those two clubs, as always. Uh, as there is Villa, because we're going to talk about why could this be the night uh, with a couple of key injuries, yeah. for, uh, for especially Rodri, who we know they struggled with before. City go to uh, Villa Park, which has been a bit of a fortress recently. And Unai Emery has never beaten Pep. In yeah, all these years, two thousand and eight was the first time they they went head to head in the dugout. So uh, yeah. we'll look at some of the reasons. With Dean why Smith's they... spine, of course, uh, Paul. Yes, you know, I, I like what the, a band I like, they I like... were. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Looking at the text people are sending in to us, half of them oh, we yeah. can't read out, Paul. Because I, did, I, don't know what the, t- I don't know what time of day they think it is. <laughs> can't I mean, read any of them out. We've no, a- I can't read out the one about duck liver pate. No, we can't. We can't. All the nightclub flicks. <laughs> oh, we are, we're, honestly, we're talking about we're talking about uh, spelling mistakes, and the springboard for it is um, Snooker's very own Mark Williams, who has been very upfront about the fact that his spelling's all over the shop at times. So he's brought out a. Uh, her Pappy Christmas uh, T-shirt, which is yeah. a badly spelt version of Happy Christmas, which he's selling on his website, the Christmas T-shirt. So uh, we've asked him about some great spelling mistake moments. You've been coming yeah. through, as you yeah, often do. So thank you very much. Any Maybe we can't. That, yeah. What have we got? There was one or two. Is there one or two that we actually can? Um, um, not really. <laughs> I had to sack a studio <laughs> yeah. manager once for printing Super Nintendo instead of Superintendent on some Met oh, Police oh, business that's cards. Oh, that's nice. Imagine that. Yeah, police, police have turned up. Yeah, okay, Morning, boss. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let, oh, let me give you... If, well, if, if he does come back, here's my... <laughs> Super Nintendo. <laughs> Grow up. Fantastic. <laughs> Grow Thank up, Thank you, mate. Luke in Leeds. See, we yeah. can read that one. Yes, Connor we? the Geordie. Thank you very much. We heard the news as well. Thank yes, you very much. And it won't be in the clips of the week. <laughs> Neil, the Spurs fan... I don't know if this we can get rid of, get rid of the dump button in case we can't get away with this one. Okay. Not me, but my brother, when presenting to a Ford dealership, mm. rather than promoting his product of snap-on tools. Okay. Should we stop now? Or... Okay, let's just leave it to the it's audience. It's nice to let people think of it themselves. Let them come to their own conclusions. <laughs> I think um, many, many of them have. There we go. Um, is that what's this one? Is that one okay? What's it gone? Oh yes. Uh, Steve from West Sussex. I'm taking a chance here. It's quite a long one. I'm a retired police officer, and as a line manager, I read an application form for one of the young PCs who wanted to become an armed officer. It was a relatively good application, ticked all the necessary boxes, until the last section asked for an occasion where you were extra vigilant. Unfortunately, his application unravelled when he stated not at least three occasions he'd been extra vigilante. <laughs> not great. <laughs> not going to put a gun in his hand, are you? Well, that's nice, isn't it? asking you for know. trouble. Not great, but soon rectified. Thank you very much, Steve. For, Stephen. For Hull, uh, lads, and this isn't quite right, but we'll go with it anyway. Yeah, lads, a few weeks ago, I called into the hairdressers on a busy day and asked them, Are you bisexual? Meaning, are you unisex? Is oh, what yeah. they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite an yeah. opener, isn't it? As you, you know, just a short back and sides. Yeah, I was mortified and they were laughing themselves. Silly, that's Steve from Lisbon. Thank you. You, you asked who they cut to at your games. Yes, I, like I mean, that. because every time David Round makes a mistake, they cut to the bench, yeah, don't they? And absolutely. they show Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. And every time Manchester United go 2 0 down, as Charlie points out, they find Sir Alex Ferguson yeah. somewhere. He won't in the be crowd. enjoying this. It's he just, would have been the hair dryer yeah. treatment at half time here. It's all right. That's right. You know. Yeah. I, don't, I couldn't. And then, as you quite rightly said, yeah. uh, a Liverpool player misses a chance, like Darwin Nunes uh, last season when he wasn't putting them all away as yeah. he is now. They'd find Rushing. Rushing immediately. They? Bang. They'd find Rushing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, as a Villa fan, always in the crowd, Prince William. Without fail. Oh, right. Occasionally, Tom Hanks, who just always looks b- bewildered. Well, he did say on the one show again, he's yeah. proper villa, isn't he? Oh, Julia Roberts talking quite in-depth yeah. about Manchester United on, yeah. on uh, awoke all sorts of things in me. That did, Paul. I think we had a sub... I remember we had a few on 90 Minutes, but I do remember um, the, the uh, talking of Aston Villa. It's come back to me. We, we saluted uh, a fine Aston Villa captain, champ, uh, European Cup winning captain... Uh, Dennis Moore times, I think we called him <laughs> the great Dennis Moore times. Oh yes, of course. Lovely, it it yeah. kind of takes the edge off when you put the great and then you spell their name wrong. Don't who, you? who do they find in Spurs? What what, what 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 Hoddle? Do they look for Hoddle? He'd have enjoyed this. Oh, they, that sort of thing. Who do they look Glenn's for? In the crowd. Glenn's in the think, crowd. Who who they... No, they tend just to go to the chairman. They just look if like Spurs go a couple, oh, yeah, they go yeah. to the chair. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. They just <laughs> yeah, yeah. they look for him looking a bit nonplussed. It's always yeah. who they cut to there. So um. Sean says, "I've been texting my girlfriend for several months." She then said, "I was mean." I asked why. She said, "I kept calling her sweaty." <laughs> Swe- sweaty. Oh, instead thought, of sweetie. I thought I was saying sweetie. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's the power of learning. Power of learning to spell, Paul, isn't it? You know? Okay. Twelfth uh, birthday. What's it? Uh, daughter's twelfth birthday uh, today. Ordered a card via not on the high street. What could go wrong? Well, the designer couldn't spell birthday. Oh my god! So she got a, <laughs> she got a card saying happy happy birthday. 
I mean, it's not hard, is it? Says day, Stephen, the Blackpool fan. Day one, you'd think at the, yeah. at the Moon Pig Factory, you know, yeah. you'd think, right, can you spell... B-I-R-T-H, <laughs> it's an H. That's it, you've got it, you've got the job. That's it, yeah, when can well you done. start? very nice. Sorry about that, um, Steph. Blackpool could be back in the FA Cup, couldn't oh, they? Is that, is that what's happening, is it? I think it's, yeah, haven't they? Yeah, they've got some issue with, is it Forest Green? Could we boot it out? Oh, one yeah. of those. Well, it was an ineligible player, was it? Or yeah. Forrest Green, they found someone that had a venison burger or something, was it? they did. That's Forrest, what it was. Forrest Green uh, doing you see it themselves. This? Charlie White's column today in the Sun, quite interesting. Oh, yeah. Wrexham, you've played against them, of course, in the yep. back in the day. Yep. We drew with them last time we played them. So. Can't get a ticket at the race course for love nor money, can no, you? No, you it's can't, always no, no. a sellout. They thrashed Yeovil the other night. Charlie says it's the knock-on effect, and I think we talked about this at the time, for other League Two clubs... They are selling, the away allocations are going big time. And when Wrexham play on the road, they're selling more tickets. And they're noticing, according yeah. to Charlie, most of the people aren't from Wrexham. Yeah. They're people who watch the dock, want to go and watch a Wrexham game. They probably yeah. live in the area. Yeah. And they think, oh, we're going to watch him play. So football tourists are, are pushing up the, the away games. So they should. Which is great, isn't But it? this is also, this is the power of marketing your club Correctly, yeah, you know, and, and this is the sort of ultimate version of that, and I and I, I think, but I think in no, in you know, Rob McElhenney and, and Ryan Williams, no. you had you had that perfect vehicle to do it. It'd be a lot harder. I don't think Die Young at Reading should be looking to do a kind of reality <laughs> TV show. At Why the not? I don't, I don't think, I don't think you'll get quite the same get response. People like that. No, the, no, the Wrexham situation is absolutely massive, isn't it? And they yeah. thrashed Yeovil. Did you see that? Paul absolutely thrashed them yeah. in the FA Cup. You're quite they're pleased a, about. They're that. on a real slump at the moment, Yeovil. Right. Okay. They're really on there. They're only five. They were. They were quite a lot of points clear at the top. They're only five points. This clear West now. Country Bants. West indulging. Country Bants. They're getting. We're yeah, indulging, we are, aren't we? we? Are. Anyway, we um, once be... I texted my wife. This is Carlin Bracknell. Yes. On the way back from a night out to say I was bringing Lewis home with me. Ah. Got home to a very angry wife on the doorstep. As actually I had texted, I'm bringing Louise home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Look, whatever lights your candle. Why not, as Why I would say. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was we uh, are. this afternoon's show. We'll all really miss Russ. It's, we will. Uh, it's we really will. Really will. Terrible day for us all here. But um, thanks for uh, listening today. I'll be back with... Um, Charlie tomorrow and Andy of course will join us for the birthday spread you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.